Hi guys, welcome to I Choose Me podcast. Today I'm going to share with you in today's episode is my story and how I overcame generational abuse and uh, trauma. When I was young, I'm going to be honest, things were pretty good. I did get spoiled a lot with presents. Um, it's it's very a hard way to put it, which is why I was very confused as a child growing up. When I reached around year four, I started to see some things that were changing. And I don't blame my sisters for it when my sisters came in the picture, not at all. But things just started to change and how my mum reacted with things and everything. Now, I wasn't aware as a child with any child you wouldn't know that you're going through that you would think it's normal and I did think it was normal I thought that I could have been better and that I could have been a better daughter and that there is something wrong with me and every time my real father was used against me um, for example you face looks like him and that disgusts me oh look at you you're being like him now that really made me upset and i saw him as a bad person and that i was that bad person as a child um you wouldn't know any different so that was basically how I felt and what happened. Growing up, I went through verbal, emotional, mental, emotionally and physical abuse. I was told that uh, if I tried to sort things out, I was told basically that whatever happens at home stays at home but I was also told that at least I was never bashed growing up at least I was never bashed until I was black and blue and that I was blessed but I really wasn't um I used to be physically hurt whether it be a slap across the face whether it be a push or a nudge whether it be throwing things at me or anything like that or, you know, pulling my hair and dragging me across the room. Now, um, I found this out when I was around 15, 16 from my partner because I wasn't aware. And I thought, 
no 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 that 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 can't be true you know um it's it's my mum you know that's just it's me I'm not being good I mean I'm not perfect no one's perfect which I was right about that but you know I used any excuse Things started to line up with how she was being and how she used her trauma against me by saying, um, you know, like as she mentioned, you were blessed that you've never been bashed to your black and blue. At least this didn't happen to you. At least that didn't happen to you even though she was physically hurting me, but not bashing me. Then, even later on, she said to me, you know, I could, I would I would bash you if you were on this carpet. And I'm not joking. And I'm being serious. And I was just, of course, upset you know like any teen would I think I was a teen by then and she still won't take accountability for that Uh, in my 20s I've been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and it can be genetic and it can be from trauma which I think mine is from trauma or it could be both even but I do know that my mum had narcissistic traits since she can't take accountability and since I was like an extension of her pretty much and she basically would want me to be happy all the time when we would go out, um, put on a smile and say for example we had a fight and things got heated and I'm, I would be yelling of course, she would be yelling of course and she said some hurtful things and then I would burst into tears and she wouldn't let me go out until I would finish crying and I wasn't allowed to speak to anyone about it and whenever I did speak to friends from school she would turn around and say to me they seem very sus they you told them something didn't you and I would be scared because she knew and she was right and I was like no no I didn't tell them anything and so it's like she had a sixth sense she knew and I even at school you know I had lots of anxiety and panic attacks and I used to self-harm and she would pull me aside and she'd be like why are you doing this because she was the canteen lady which was hard for me going to school when she's the canteen lady 
having to like after an argument having to go to school with her in the car in the morning help her in the morning in the canteen until i start and until i go to class and obviously i had to bottle in my emotions even though i was really upset and that is why also i believe that my bpd has developed from trauma because i was an emotional person and i was a sensitive person and from bottling all that in and trying to put on a show it's led me to have problems with emotional dysregulation and now as an adult but and that can happen with anyone as well and basically it was very hard so she pulled me aside and asked me why I was doing all that and i obviously didn't want to tell her because whenever i would go talk to her like an adult when i was a teenager um you know to sort things out and i would say that really upset me or or when you did this it upset me or that never happened well i didn't do that or what are you talking about oh you're blessed so i was gaslighted a lot and i was also called names which then comes in the verbal abuse i would be called a kind of a kid um being called a bitch uh basically she called even my dad kind of kind of can't of a kid somehow <laughs> i don't know how <laughs> to be honest unless she said can't um but it isn't normal to say those sort of things and she also had jealousy towards me as well and with the situation that I didn't tell her I made it up and I said oh I'm getting bullied at school I just left it at that oh I don't feel good about myself and then just left it at that so basically she believed that even that though that wasn't true and basically she took me to see a psychologist and this was through i think it was called headspace at the time and when i saw them i spoke to them about everything that was happening at home in my sessions but first when my friend found out stuff that i told her what happened at home she said that that's not right and she said you need to see the school counselor i'd see the school counselor and they didn't help me and they really didn't help me like they just they didn't know and i guess because my mom was the canteen lady so they'd already have an idea of how she is and what she is because people that are narcissistic they put on a show they put on a mask and they look perfect 
And with the psychologist that I started to see, obviously they don't know my mom or they don't have a relationship with her. And eventually they were just validating my emotions. They were hearing me out. They were listening to me through my uh, sessions. And then eventually one time they just said, we need to take this to docs. And I was like, oh, please don't do that. I'm gonna get in so much trouble. And they said, oh, they're going to help you. You're not going to get in trouble and all that. Anyhow, and I freaked out and I messaged a friend online through Facebook about it. And then because my mom had my passwords and my password, and she just knew my passwords to anything, she went on, she saw the message, she freaked out. And when I came home, she was angry with me. And then she put on a show and burst into tears and was like, you know, going to ruin my job, you're going to ruin my career, you're going to ruin everything, you know, the children are gonna get taken away from me. And that's just how she saw it and how she think it would happen. And then my dad with his non-caring attitude was just angry and he's just like, oh, you had to do this. And he was like really annoyed. And he's like, oh, I need to have a cigarette. And <laughs> typical dad. Um, and basically she told me that I had to lie and call up the psychologist and then she will be on the other end of the phone to hear me so she knows that I'm actually going to do it so I had to do it and then after that they months passed and they sent me a like an a letter about how my file will be going for some reason I can't remember what the reason is I guess because I hadn't been there for a long while and I thought to myself there's no point seeing a psychologist if I can't talk about those things because I was told to not talk about those things. And um, basically, I felt like I was trapped and stuck. And when I got in a relationship with my partner, I just started to notice things more when he pointed out You've been verbally abused. Can't, there came the name calling. You've been emotionally abused. She would give me the silent treatment. She would put on a show. She would make me feel guilty and even talk about finance, about how she sent me to school and I should be blessed for that. That was used against me. Um, and mentally abuse as well. Then obviously the physical where I was hurt. Um, so basically I had no help and it was very hard during those years living at home during that and I couldn't understand why my sisters were treated differently to me and I was treated like this 
I believe that maybe I was the scapegoat and I just copped it all and they were golden children. Um, but it was very hard. But then came a partner who would take me out and try to get me out of there for a bit because every single night I would be crying about something that my mother did and I would call up my partner and I would be bursting into tears and telling him this, that and he would be comforting me and letting me know it's going to be okay and all that and all of the time I was in my room and I went through a stage where I was depressed because what can you do? And I just didn't know what to do anymore because I wasn't an adult and I couldn't get out of that situation. And even if I ran away, I didn't really want to be homeless. So I kept myself in that situation, but it was very too much and it just really helped when my partner helped me from the age of 15 when he became in my life. And basically he helped me grow from all that, took me out, uh, treated me like a princess I'd say. <laughs> um, and. He would even be at the front of my parents' house and would listen and make sure that if I'm okay, because sometimes I would have been on the phone to him and then he'd hear me and my mum yelling at each other or would hear my mum yelling at me or my mum, you know, carrying on. And he obviously got worried and sometimes I would have to hang up other times, you know, I wouldn't, but he still wanted to make sure that I was okay and be at the front in case. One time he had to be pulled in because my parents saw him and my mom then changed her voice expressions and she just started to act like it was no problemo. And Obviously, my dad didn't care. <laughs> like, he's just typical dad. <laughs> he was saying anything. <laughs> so basically, he just goes, I could choke you. And I was just so angry. And I was just like, fine, go ahead. Partner went in front and put his hand, put, you know, his hand out to him. And then my mum goes, oh, he wouldn't do that, Zach. No, he wouldn't do that. Because... My mum still wanted it to look perfect to my partner, really. And I still don't understand why. Obviously, it is narcissism, but I can't diagnose her. Or it's narcissistic traits, and she might have BPD, like me, and just can't take accountability and won't help herself with it and just pushing herself away because there's also different severities of BPD and everyone experiences BPD differently. I'm on the low section and I'm 
what they call a quiet BPD. But basically, after that, time passed and I was about an adult going on to an adult. And I just couldn't handle it anymore. And my mum's just like, oh, you know, why don't you just leave? And I was like, yeah, I will. And I was just so desperate because once I was an adult, that was it. I was going. And I was looking for, like, you know, how you could pay for a room and live with a roommate. Like, I was willing to, like, pay for one for a person I don't know, a stranger, basically. And that's because I just really wanted to get out of there. I really wasn't happy. And my partner didn't want me to do that. He didn't want me to move in with some random person, even if it's a woman or male or whoever it is. So basically, we decided that we would both go find a place together to rent. And it was the best decision because I was so happy once I was out of that situation. But basically, from this, I overcame it mostly because my partner made me recognise it. If it wasn't for my partner that made me recognise that it wasn't normal because I thought it was normal. I don't know if I'd use the terminology brainwashed, but I was brainwashed to believe that bashing was the only form of abuse. And in my head, when I thought of abuse, I thought it was just bashing. I didn't think it was verbal, emotional, physical or mental. I didn't think any of that. And basically, a lot of things I did pick up on like the jealousy part. Example is when I got engaged, my partner obviously told my mom how much the ring was. She wanted to try on the ring and she compared it to her ring. I allowed her to try on the ring and then she said, I don't know if it was a better diamond or a better cut, princess cut or whatever it is. I don't know about that sort of stuff. But mine had something better to hers, which she liked. And she wasn't happy that I did. So in the long run, to make herself feel better, she turned around and she said, you know, yours is worth like $2,000 and mine was worth $30,000. I was in shock. I was upset. I was angry. A lot of emotions I was feeling there. I wasn't expecting that. And I told my partner and he was furious, very furious that she told me that. And another thing is I believed that she didn't love me. I believed that she didn't care from the way she talked, the way she carried on, the way she treated me. I just didn't understand how could you treat someone like that? And when she knew about the self-harm, she would get mad at me if I didn't. 
and obviously take things away from me. But then one time she just turned around and, you know, we had a little argument and she turned around and she goes, why don't you just go cut yourself and do those stupid things on your arm, Shanice? And that really hurt. And the thing is, she... I would have appreciated if she even acknowledged it and came and said sorry and everything. Even growing up and being out of home, I had my mother come and she came over one time when I was distant with her and I can't remember what the reason was but I just wanted some space from her. And I didn't say that, but she just six senses again, and she just knew. And she came over, and we had a really good conversation. And I just told her how I felt. She said she's not narcissistic. She said that she found my TikTok that had uh, videos of narcissism and about my story and everything that happened at home. And that made her really upset and that really hurt her because she's not narcissistic. And it just really hurt because obviously she's a mother and she goes, I always have loved you and I don't understand. And then I just told her all the things that have happened and I said to her, look, you know, I wouldn't lie to you because she honestly thought she didn't treat me that bad. Then she tried to say that, oh, I thought it's normal to say kind of a kid. So this is when I said to her, Mum, you need to go to therapy so you know what's right and what's wrong from what you've been through. So that way we can have a better relationship and everything. And she agreed. She's like, okay, I'm going to go to therapy. And basically... After that conversation, she even said that she was sorry about it. She doesn't remember any of it, but she's sorry. And I thought things were going to go very well, but they didn't. It went backwards. And even the situation of how she said that she's not joking, she's being serious, she would bash me if I ruined the carpet. She tried to say that... I probably have autism because I take things the wrong way when I was getting diagnosed for BPD. And then eventually I got diagnosed with BPD and my psychiatrist said to me there, he looked at me and he just like laughed a little and just goes, no, you're not autistic. And so she was in denial again. And then our relationship started to become one-sided and she started to, what's the word? She started to basically want me there for her, for her trauma and bringing up her things. And then the the victimising, um, or poor me, poor hard done by me, I've been through this, this is why I'm like that. But, you know, you can't live in the past. I may share my experience. I may put things on TikTok for awareness for myself 
anything in general to show the reality of trauma, the reality of triggers, the reality of life. But I wouldn't hold it as a grudge if we could move on. I was willing to move on and I was willing to be happy, but if she can't take accountability and if she's still... Yeah, if she still doesn't want to take accountability, then why should I continue? Basically, after that, um, it was really getting to me. And one time she was rude to me and made a big deal over delivery. And I but had Bunnings that messaged me the day before and... I couldn't do anything about it, like it's not my fault. And then she was going to see mine and which I had no idea about. And obviously it was for my nan's birthday. And it was just the way she spoke to me. When I was on the phone to her, she goes, well, I've got an appointment. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe after the appointment or whatever. Oh, but this, I can't remember what the other reason was. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, Or just sometime whenever you can put it inside. Just so no one gets to it. Oh, well, I'm going to see Nina Barbara though. And I don't know how long I'm going to be. And I'm like, okay. Um, I didn't know that. And she goes, you didn't ask. And... I was pretty upset. I was like, wow, so I had to ask. Usually we organise things together for family events, for their birthdays and everything, and have it together or whatever. Unless you wanted mother and daughter time, you could have said that instead of saying it the way you did. It really hurt. And... Obviously, I didn't say that to her. That's just me saying how I feel. I was more so in shock. I was like, oh, okay. The conversation ended. Then, basically, I was... At that point, I was done. And I was going to um, cut um, contact. And... Basically, I wanted to because of her not taking accountability that she was disrespectful to me as well. And from all the past and everything that's been going on and how she won't take accountability now and everything. But she wouldn't take accountability for this either. And I guess that was the last straw for me. But I'm aware that she's been doing projection, saying things that she's doing to someone in the family, that I'm narcissistic, that I'm the childish one, that I act like poor me and victim me, victimising myself. And, yeah, that really hurt coming from my own mother, the fact that I'm not even doing any of that. And she's doing it and she's just projecting it because she wants to look good because that's all that matters about looking good.
Now, I decided to cut contact and obviously didn't go well. I said, I want space until you heal and you work on yourself. Obviously, it didn't go well because of the projection and all that from telling family members and all that, but it was worth it. So I can heal properly without having all these problems and issues. And so I can have peace, but so I can work on myself and heal. But not only that, so I can break generational trauma. I want to be the one that ends the cycle. I want to end the cycle. I do not want to continue the cycle. I want to make sure I do the right thing. And even if that means working on my shadow self, and by shadow self I mean is, you know, toxic habits that you've learned. And I realised a few which it could even be people pleasing, pleasing people just to keep the peace. And even if it's just because you're afraid of them hurting you or something like that, it's still not good because you need to tell people how you feel and not please them. So that way you can be happy and then you won't have that outburst or whatever happens when you bottle everything up because it will come out in different ways. Now, that was my story. There was a lot to it. (laughs) And obviously I'm not going to go in full, full detail of it all because it's very hard to talk about it because it makes me go back into it and then I'm going to get upset which is why I'll only do briefly of what everything else I've just said. But if you want to end the cycle and you want to overcome generational abuse, generational trauma, you need to be the one that will work on yourself, that will heal, that will acknowledge, that will go to therapy if needed. And come up with strategies but also even if you are doing all that you can't have someone over you that is affecting your healing journey example is how my mom was now that she's not in my life at the moment I can do that because toxic is toxic and yeah toxic people can affect you but yeah so that's so that's what I believe and what I think I hope you liked today's episode and I will bring up in the section or the description about what my next episode will be Thank you for listening to I Choose Me podcast. See you guys next Friday and stay strong.